good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Amatelic and TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields. After taking a week off, we are back in the house, back in the shop for you uh, to begin a work week here in the middle towards the end of February 2020. Uh, gonna touch on NBA today. I'll be all over the place with the NBA and baseball with with the Astros and the new um postseason proposal and the NFL wanting to change their playoff format. I get to all of that. Miles Garrett, Aubrey Huff, all that as the show uh proceeds. But first order of business I want to get to. I I got, I got two things I want to get off my chest. Here in a monologue, we're going to take a break and then we'll get on to some other things. But I don't know about you. And I bring this up because, you know, we took the weekend of Valentine's uh, Day off. So I'll address it now because I, you know, because I wasn't on, you know, Valentine's Day weekend, took the weekend off. But I'll tell you something right now. I am sick and freaking tired of these athletes telling and basically posting on their twitter their twitter page their uh their inst- their instagram page you know basically telling america which nobody in the world gives a crap about i mean nobody no one in america cares about you know whether it be jj watt patrick mahomes whoever whoever it might be no one in america gives two craps about these about these professional athletes basically going on twitter and instagram telling america how much they love their t- telling america how much they love their wives and their or girlfriends nobody in america cares nobody I mean, J.J. Watt basically, you know, if you, if you looked on his uh, on his Twitter page, you he basically got the uh, the um, the uh, the unedited version of J.J. Watt's uh, wedding album. I mean, with with pictures and, and videos and seeing his and seeing his grandmother getting it down on the dance floor. Uh, uh, I mean, it's, the grandmother got moves. Uh, don't get me wrong. But uh, uh, JJ, JJ, JJ. Okay, no one. Okay, outside of your brothers Derek and TJ White, your parents, your close friends. Outside of those people, nobody. And if you do care, you need to go find something better to do. I mean, re- read a book, watch it, watch a documentary on the War of eighteen twelve. Something. If if you if you care about JJ White and his dopey fiance, you know, getting hitched. On a you know on a godforsaken uh, day in the middle of February, you gotta find you gotta go find something better to do with your life and start re- putting more time and investment into your own life instead of other people's lives. I mean, nobody in America gives two craps about JJ White getting married. I'm not I'm not interested. I'm sorry. God bless you. Wish nothing but the best. But I could care, I could care less. You know, if 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 I if it's that important that the public needs to know, then why don't you make your uh, wedding invitation public? To to public to everybody, so you can see a pair waltz in there, do the cha cha, do you know, watch you recite your wedding vows, you know, kiss the bride, march march up and down the aisle, you know, go have a uh, uh, a rum and coke, do the cha cha slide, and get the hell out of there. I mean, uh, uh, JJ, enough, please. Especially, I'm not interested what JJ Watt has to do when he in the, once one more time in the playoff game against the Chiefs. Divisional round, 
I it wasn't even I'm not even sure if JJ Watt even made the trip from Houston to Kansas City cuz he barely had he had zero effect on the game absolutely nothing no effect whatsoever had one tackle that's it one tackle after the week before Tessator and Boogie McFarlane were basically hyping him up as if J.J. Watt was the second coming of Lawrence Taylor and then a week after he and his and his defense absolutely spit up the joint and blew a 24-0 lead and got railroaded railroaded by Patrick Mahomes and a Chiefs offense so, so enough of J.J. Watt that's I'm number one. I'm number two I, I, same thing goes for Patrick Mahomes what is what is what is girl enough? Ugh, I'm not interested. We got we got plenty of sights of his girlfriend during the playoff run. I'm not interested. Well, you have a girlfriend. It's Valentine's Day. We you're supposed to hate enough. Okay, I'm not. I'm, America does not care. Doesn't care. Okay. Same same goes for Mahomes. Same goes with Brady and Giselle. I'm not interested. You know, Brady, can you can you shut up and let and just let us know what team you're going to be signing on, please? I'm 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 not interested in these athletes going on social media and basically telling the telling the whole world how much how much they love their wives or love their girlfriends. Everyone who has a wife and or a girlfriend loves them. You want you wouldn't be you wouldn't be together if you didn't love them. My gosh. Hey, that's the first thing. Second thing. Uh, this is something on the line sports related. I'm so sick and freaking tired of this media slander regarding my Cincinnati Bengals. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sick and freaking tired of hearing about it, of reading about it. I, I've seen it on Twitter. I, I, I'm, I'm sick of it. I am sick of it. I'm done. I, I I can't take it anymore. I mean, whether it be Colin Coward, whether it be Jason Whitlock, who knows nothing about sports, uh, uh, um, I mean, f- I mean, Mel Kiper is the only one on ESPN that is like you know that that's basically fighting that's basically fighting for us, saying hey we hey will you will you clown stop slandering the Cincinnati Bengals they you know what you stop stop slandering the Bengals quit stop talking bad about the Bengals they don't deserve this. I mean Cowherd Whitlock Bomani Jones I mean I I'll, I'll continue, but I'm but uh, uh but enough. I'm sick and tired of the slander on my team, and I hate to sound defensive, and I hate to basically sound like sound like the the bitter fan. But come on, I understand that the Cincinnati Bengals aren't the greatest team in America to play for. I understand that the owner is a cheap old frugal piece of you know what. I understand all that. The owner isn't isn't you know he is he's not um. You know he 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 he's not he's not Bob Kraft. I understand all that. But uh, but come on, let let let's be fair. I mean, the idea that Joe Burrow would pull a quote unquote Eli Manning and not play for the Bengals and would basically piss off the Miami to play for the Dolphins is, is laughable. Because, because let let me read you this Dolphins roster. I mean, I I, I didn't I didn't realize that the that the uh, that the Miami Dolphins were essentially the 2019 Miami Dolphins. Were a were a reincarnation of the seventy two perfection team, so let me get this straight. 
a team that has Ryan Fitzpatrick on it, Josh Rosen at quarterback, who they and they traded Josh Rosen for last offseason. You think you, really? And they got Ryan Fitzpatrick sitting there, who they like. Okay, you think of You think a team that has Patrick Laird, Samaji Pirine for the Washington Redskins, D. Lance Turner at running back, and wide receivers Trevor Davis, Isaiah Ford, Mac Hollins, Allen Hearns, Devontae Parker, Albert Wilson at wide receiver, and Mike Jeletsky, Durham Smythe and Clive Walford at tight end. It, uh, this roster stinks. I mean, defensive linemen. Taco Charlton, Devon God Chocks, whatever his name is, John Jenkins, Avery Moss, Zach Sleeler, Tr- Christian Wilkins. I mean, you really think... The, the this is the only thing that Miami has over Cincinnati. They got they got seventy degree weather and the sunshine all year round from January to December. That, that's the only thing they have against. That's that's the only thing they have up against uh, Cincinnati. That that's the that, if you're if you're a uh, if you're an NFL prospect, that's the only thing they have up against them. The fans don't go to games in Miami because the team always stinks. And nice weather, if if you live in a, if you play in a city that has nice weather all year round and beaches and, and attractions and, and clubs and nice restaurants and everything else and the team stinks, no one shows up to the games. So teams don't show up to the games in Miami either, okay? The owner is a complete pain in the behind, okay? They, they switch coaches left and right. Uh, they have absolutely nobody on their roster. Jay Jay Jay, Jay he he gone. Uh, what's the guy that made the uh that had the miracle play? Uh, I'll come up, I'll come up with his name in a second. But I, again, th- I mean, this is not by any stretch of the imagination. This is not the nineteen eighty four Miami Dolphins roster. I mean, come on, or nineteen eighty. Yeah, I'll do 1984 because he went to the Super Bowl. The uh, please enough. Okay, this this is not a team that ha- this is not a team that has you know Mark Clayton, Mark Duper, uh, Dan Marino, Eddie Hill, Tony Nathan with with Bill Barnett and Bob Blumenauer at you know at defensive lineman or the 72 or the 1972 roster that had. That had uh, that had Le- that had Larry Zonka, uh, Paul Warfield, uh, Bob Greasy with Bob Hines and Manny Fernandez at defensive lineman, with with Tim Foley and Lloyd Mumford as your cornerbacks. Okay, please. With Yara Yapirman as your kicker. Okay, this is not the nineteen eighty four Dolphins. This is not the seventy two Dolphins that had an undefeated. They had a perfect undefeated season. Uh, please, the idea that Joe Burrow would leave the Bengals, who have Joe Mixon, who's one of the top ten 
running backs in all of football. A.J. Green, who when healthy and he stays on the field long enough, is one of the biggest offensive threats next to Michael Thomas as far as the wide receiver is concerned. Tyler Boyd, the Bengals finally found their replacement when they let go of uh, Marvin Jones and Muhammad Sanu a few seasons ago. They finally found their replacement in Mr. 4th and 12th, defeating the Ravens Week 17 himself, Tyler Boyd. He's no slouch either. Tyler Eifert, put together a decent season. He's a solid tight end. Is he George Kittle, Travis Kelsey? No, but he's still a solid tight end. And if he has another season like he had in 2019 when he stayed on the field all 16 games, he is a good target for Joe Burrow to have. Not to mention defensive line, you got Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins, who though up in age are pretty two solid uh, defensive ta- defensive linemen. Dunlap the end, and you got uh, Geno Atkins, your interior pass rusher. All you got to do is just clean up the offensive line and get yourself some linebackers in the secondary, and and you'll be right back in playoff contention. The run you got a you got a fantastic you stole Mixon in the draft. Credit to Marvin Lewis for drafting them, but Mixon, one of the top ten running backs in all of football. AJ Green, who could be who is one of the best wide receivers if he stays on the field and if he stays healthy. And Tyler Eifert's a solid tight end. So why why would Joe why would Joe Burrow piss off to Miami where again they don't go to the games, 80 degrees sunshine, you know, the, the fans don't go to the games, and God forbid Brady decides, you know what, I want one more run with the Patriots and Belichick and gotta play them and gotta play them about um, four, probably four to six times within your first few years in the league. Not to mention the big bad Bills who were on the up and up, made the playoffs last year, went nine and seven. Why, why would you go there when you can go to the AFC North? Granted, you got to play one of the best teams in football in the Baltimore Ravens. But that's it. The Steelers, the Steelers are in the muck. The Browns can't get out of their own way. And it's not like that. The, it's not like that the Bengals, you know, can't beat the Ravens either. You put together, you know, you put a, you put, you know, put together a right game plan, right formula. Bengals can beat the beat the Ravens any day of the week. And that's and that's always been proven. That's always been proven. So so why do you want to go with a roster that has again no Samiji Purine who got caught by the who got cut by the Washington Redskins and these are not the uh, 1991 Redskins with uh, Mark Ripon and Joe Gibbs at quarterback. I tell you that right now. Okay, Samiji Purine. Again, Isaiah Ford, Matt Collins, Allen Hearns, Devontae Parker. I uh, get the, this garbage roster. Really? The, 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 this garbage roster. This garbage, garbage roster. Allen Hearns got cut from the Jaguars. Okay? And got cut from the Cowboys. Okay? he he He's no... Michael Irvin, no Drew Pearson, no Des Bryant, even to a certain degree. You really think Joe Burrow would turn down? It would turn down. Would turn down being picked number one to play on this garbage roster when they don't go to the games and they got to deal with Brady and Belichick and oh by the way the competitive feisty Buffalo Bills and play on this garbage roster where he can go over to Cincinnati, deal with the owner. 
fans will come fans will come to the games because they'll finally get what they want and feel like they found a savior in Burrow. They'll come to the games. They got a nice running back in Mixon. And maybe AJ Green decides to stay stay here long term. Who again went healthy is one of the top wide receivers in all of football. And I got Colin Coward and all these other media dopes basically slandering the Cincinnati Bengals and, 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 and making it seem like that they have some godforsaken, disgusting, decrepit organization. Now, don't get me wrong. Again, they haven't made the playoffs since 2015. They haven't won a playoff game in over 30 years. And they haven't been in the Super Bowl since 1988. And they've yet to win one. But good God, man. There are far more worse teams in the NFL than the Cincinnati Bengals. Far, far worse. Far worse. Okay? Cleveland hasn't Cleveland hasn't been in the playoffs since yours truly was an infant. Okay? And they and they, and they and they put together a team with Kareem Hunt, uh Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry on offense and couldn't and couldn't even make the playoffs. Since Cincinnati went two and fourteen and they even and they looked more respectable than the uh than the what is six and ten, seven and nine Cleveland Browns. Well Joe Burrow's gonna get eaten alive. What you expect you expect the uh, the Miami Dolphins, their offensive line is essentially the hogs from back in the day? Colin Coward says, well, it's a cheap franchise. It's dysfunctional. Well, so is the Miami Dolphins. Okay? Miami Dolphins. Okay, Mike, Bra- Mike Brown could drop dead tomorrow. You know, I'm not speaking that, wishing that upon him. But Mike Brown could drop dead tomorrow and all the Bengals' issues as far as this cheap, stubborn owner are put six feet under the ground. Okay, Steven Steven Ross is, is a middle aged man who who will have the who will still be the head guy as far as ownership for the next uh fifteen, twenty five years. Mike Mike Brown's an old man, you know. So let, let's be fair. Pull an Eli Collins, shut up, please. To what what to to go piss off to to go uh piss off to uh Miami? Miami Miami hasn't won a championship since 1970 since the 1970s. I'll look I'll look that up and make sure I get this right. But but since, since the 70s they haven't, they haven't won a championship since. That this this is a franchise that hasn't won a championship since 1973. Has only made has only made the playoffs four times in this millennium, four, four times in this millennium, four. Two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand eight, two thousand sixteen. Okay. The Bengals have made the playoffs. Seven times in this millennium. Seven. 2005, 2009, 2000, and every year from 2011 to 2015. Okay? 
Granted, they haven't won a playoff game, but you get the idea. Let, let's quit. Let's quit acting like the Cincinnati Bengals are some godforsaken hellhole. You know, it's for you know, godforsaken hellhole football organization. I understand that they're not the best. I understand that the owner is tough to deal with and it's tough to work for and it's tough to root for. I get it. But nobody, nobody gets that more than me. Nobody. But but let's but let's call it like we see it. Okay, they're not Cleveland. They're not Miami, and they're not Detroit. And they're not the Jets either. Let's call it like we see it. Okay? They've had they've had some regular season success in recent memory. Let's be fair. And so all you guys in the media basically putting words in Joe Burrow's mouth, sparking up this this fake news and and this and this slanderous nonsense, basically putting words in Burrow's mouth that he doesn't want to play for the Bengals. Can you shut up, please? Shut up. Okay, you're not Burrow. You're not his mother. You're not his father. You're not in his little camp. You know, that's basically telling the media stories. You uh, you guys know nothing about what Burrow wants. Absolutely nothing. He said he was open to play wherever. Okay, stop putting words in his mouth to feed the narrative and to basically make it seem, ooh, ooh, is he going to pull Eli Manning and piss off the Bengals and 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 and, and, and go and go to the Dolphins or, or go to the Lions or, or go or shut up, stop putting words in his mouth unless he physically comes out and tells you that he doesn't want to play for the Cincinnati Bengals organization unless he says those exact words. Bomani Jones, Cowherd, Whitlock, and the rest of you who wanna who wanna slander on my on my football team and basically make up fake news, make up fake stories that Joe Burrow is gonna pull an Eli Manning and go to the Bengals. For all you all who wanna sit up there and do that, do me a favor and shut the hell on up. Shut up. Cause cause you don't know your ass from your elbow. Don't know what the hell you're talking about. Unless he comes right out and says it, kick your mouth shut. Keep your keep your mouth shut, cause that's garbage. I mean, what what the hell is what the hell is as sports journalism come to? We, st- we start putting words in people's mouths and making up fake news to get to get clicks and likes and and a, and a bunch of attention. Pull a Eli Manning. Uh, screw you, Steve Bartowski. Pulling Eli Manning so he doesn't end up with the Bengals. Go to hell. I mean, good God, what was this guy think? Think he's Joe Montana? My gosh, the hell do you know, Steve Bartowski? I mean, give me a freaking break. Jack, the first overall in nineteen seventy-five went to the NFL and crapped your pants. Paid 11 seasons and went to two Pro Bowls. Shut up. I'm sick of the freaking slander. 
I'm I'm damn sick. I'm damn sick and tired of it. I'm sick of it. Unless he comes out himself. I don't want to hear it. I know what it's like to play for a bottom feeder team. I hit the what? What the hell you think? Since when has the team been up? What since when is the team that's been up number one in the draft? Since when have they been like a, a Super Bowl contender? When when in the hell has the NFL draft came on and the New England Patriots are are top five in the first round in drafting order? Since since when has that ever happened? The whole point of the draft, so the bum teams up first to draft the top player, so they can turn around the franchise and make them a winner. What do you think? You think it's coincidence that the Super Bowl champion by default has the last pick in the first round of the draft? Since when is a Super Bowl contender pick pick within the first five picks in the draft? Since when? Since since when? Since when do you see see the Chiefs, the Patriots, the, the Packers, the the Seahawks? Yeah, they they just, they just fell out the top five while while the, while the while the bottom feeder teams you know get picked thirty one and thirty two and thirty and twenty nine. I I I'm not I'm not going to tolerate with that slander and that and and, and this BS. Not not on this show. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to tolerate it. I'm not going to put up with it. Because unless you've spoken directly to Burrow, or Burrow's spoken directly to you, or spoken directly to anybody in media, out loud, Twitter, television, radio, whatever the case may be, unless he said and he and made it clear as water that he does not want to be a member of the Cincinnati Bengals organization, unless he said that, which he has not, but unless he says it, I advise what Cal heard. Uh, snacks and and Whitlock, that coon and Bomani Jones and anybody else out there, Steve Bartowski. That means you. Rest of you, do me a favor and do us Bengals fans a favor and shut the hell up because you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, you guys don't know your ass from your elbow. Unless he comes directly and says, "I don't want to pay for this organization," shut up and quit hyping up the Miami Dolphins. Out to be the uh, the seventy two version with Larry Zonka and, uh, and and Don Shula, please. Cause I I don't want to hear that either. The only thing they have up against Cincinnati is the, is the fact that they're playing that it's the fact that they're playing a nice city and a decent looking stadium. That's it. Because both the fans don't come to the games. The owner is is a pain, but at least Cincinnati Bengals have a decent amount of talent on offense. The, the the Miami Dolphins have players off of off of somebody's practice squad. Give me a break. Take a break. Come right back with more of the I'm Telling Like a TIS podcast right after this.
Welcome back to Metallica TIA's podcast. Switching gears now to baseball and the drama and the scandal that just doesn't go away. The uh, Houston Astros just won't basically show remorse and just be good human beings and just they, they ladies and gentlemen just they just don't get it uh the Houston Astros came to spring training in their first day of the Thursday before Valentine's Day and they absolutely look like a comp- look like a bunch of complete buffoons uh and did not show any remorse whatsoever of them cheating. The owner, Jim Crane, didn't didn't know what the hell he was saying. Basically, he sat up here and tried to tell America, making it, you know, trying to insult our intelligence by trying to tell us that their cheating did not affect the games. Crane, shut up. You don't know what you are talking about. You sound, you know what you do? You're sounding like a horse's ass. Uh, excuse the French, but I got to call it like I see it. Did not affect the games. Really? When they are cheating in the game for 162 game season and in October throughout the playoffs, you're going to sit up here and try to tell us and tell me and tell America and tell baseball fans across the world that your team basically banging Baseball bats against trash cans in the dugout didn't affect the outcome of the games? Really? 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 I mean, mean, you, you, you must, you must be kidding me. Did not affect the outcome of the games. Can you take your hands, or excuse me, take your head from out in between your legs, wake up, smell the coffee, and pay attention, please? Did not affect the games. Then why did they do it if they didn't think it wouldn't affect the games? Totally clueless, tone deaf, lack of remorse for breaking the rules of cheating and illegal and using technology to steal signs, they are more sorry than the idea and the fact they got caught cheating. And the biggest joke is that they put Dusty, is that they threw Dusty Baker to the wolves to the media afterwards. What the hell does Dusty Baker have to do with this? You guys cheated from 2017-2019. Dusty Baker was managing the Nationals in their own postseason series in 2017. Blowing leads left and right to the Cubs. Scherzer throwing himself off the mound. The the left fielder and the shortstop can't can't, uh, field a a, a pop fly. He he had his own issues. He He had his own problems. team totally clueless does not have a clue and is just tone deaf to the entire situation they i mean they they make it seem like oh uh, yeah 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 we cheated and basically stole a title and put poor poor pitchers making five hundred and sixty thousand dollars on the unemployment line 
Lives, careers are affected. Championship is tainted. Players were traded or cut or set down because of all this. And you guys uh, just acting like that is just business as usual. That is just no big deal. That that that's just no that's just no big deal. Here's what Cody Bellinger had to say after that fiasco and disaster of a press conference. Listen up. Okay, so, so you get the idea. But Bellinger is 1,000% right on this. 1,000%. 1,000. Initially, I was, I was, I agreed with Manfred giving him immunity. But after this debacle and this fiasco of these idiots, these chumps, these cheaters, these frauds, basically lack and, and not showing any remorse for their actions, you know what? To hell with the immunity. Manfred, get going. Open up this investigation and look into suspending every single one of those players that was involved in this sign-stealing scandal. Because you know what? They deserve it. Okay? He was going to let you off easy, you know. But as soon as you guys, you know, wanted to sit up here and act cocky and basically pump up your chest and not show any remorse or any uh, humility or any regret for basically illegally stealing signs against teams during ball games, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. Open up the investigation and go and suspending every single one of these frauds for cheating. Because you know what? They deserve it now. They deserve it now. They deserve it. They deserve it. And Crane's apology was weak. I mean, seriously. It didn't affect the games. And I don't want to hear this crap. Well, after that, well, Crane should be suspended. Okay, me as a baseball fan who's been watching baseball since 2003, 2004, does not give two you-know-whats about whether Jim Crane can watch Astros games either from his owner's suite at Minute Maid or from his million-dollar mansion. I could care less if the owner gets suspended. What, 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 is, what is that going to do for me? He gets to watch his team play on luxury, whether it's in a comfort of his own home or in his luxury suite at Minute Maid. I could care less whether he gets suspended. Who, who, who cares? What, what does it do for me? These players should get thrown the book. That's the bottom line. Should get thrown the book. Period.
That's the bottom line. And then I got Correa, this idiot, who actually looked like the more respectable person in the Astro locker room when they had that fiasco with the owner and the uh, interview at the beginning of spring, spring training. He gets interviewed by Rosenthal and sits up here and he says, well, we played eight, 2018, we played clean. 2019, we played clean. Really? You... So let me get this straight. What? First of all, let me tell you. Let me ask you guys something. What person? Okay. What person cheats? Whether it be cheating on a significant other, cheating on on a uh, in school, or cheating in sports. What person cheats? Or in video game, whatever. What person cheats? Gets away with it. Gets like gets a reward, be, gets rewarded because of their cheating. They're cheating, you know. Gets them a reward or something. They get an A on a test. They win, they win a game, win a championship. What person cheats doesn't get caught, and then all of a sudden has a come to Jesus moment and is like, D -d -d "This is wrong. We should stop doing it." Who this isn't heaven. This is this isn't this is earth. We're all flawed. Human nature. What what person cheats and then has a come to Jesus moment, change of heart, and says, you know what, maybe I should stop doing this. If they if they if if they have not gotten caught. Who does that? Who does that? Really they play 2018 and 19 clean. Really. When Altuve has a walk-off home run to win the pennant. Something that Bobby Thompson, Travis Shishikawa, I, I could give you a couple of... Only a hand-select players have done in the 150-year history of the sport has hit a walk-off home run to win the pennant. Who hits a walk-off home run to send their team to the World Series and win the American League Championship? Who crosses home plate and basically clinches their jersey shut, and and I'm mean, I'm good with reading lips. So I know he said this, and tells his teammates, "Don't take off my shirt," and like wags his finger at, "Don't take off my shirt." Who does that after they got finished hitting a walk off from under when the pennant? Who does that? Who does that? Yet they weren't cheating. Who does that? They got they got caught they got caught banging bats against the dug. I would make sure they didn't have buzzers slipping trying to tell what tell out the way what pitch is coming. I got Correa up here uh, up here attacking Bellinger, saying, "Well, we well when Bellinger talks about that we cheated for three years, he doesn't know how to read or or he's got bad reading comprehension." Shut up, Correa! Shut up. Because at the bottom line, what person hits a walk-off home run to win a pennant and then clenches their jersey shut? Joe Carter didn't do that. Bobby Thompson didn't do that. Travis Ishikawa did not do that. Aaron Boone did not do that. Who does that? Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, we didn't cheat in 2018, 2019. Shut up, will you please? Shut up. Shut up. We we change we change the narrative to to his dopey wife doesn't want to see him with his shirt off. We we go from we go from that narrative to to uh, oh, suddenly Altuve had an unfinished tattoo. First of all, who the hell had, walks around with an unfinished tattoo? You see, that's that's like getting a haircut, and that's like getting your hair hair half cut. 
if it, you know you 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 ask for a um you ask for a high top fade you get you get you get one half of it done and then the other side you walk around look like crap. That's that's like getting your half your hair half cut or if you're a, you're or if you're a woman your hair half done. Who who does that? Unfinished tattoo. Who does that? I mean, they, they, they just look, they just look like more and more of of a bunch of frauds and clowns and idiots than they were when this whole thing started and came out to begin with. My goodness, changing stories and just shopping all this nonsense. And Manfred too, piece of metal. Shut up. These, these players bust their high parts their entire life to win a world championship. Sacrifice time and energy, put their blood, sweat, tears into this, and I got the commissioner of baseball calling the trophy a piece of metal. Get him out. Get him out. He's more focused on Slashing the minor league teams in half and putting up these garbage gimmicky asinine postseason formats. I'll get to that later on in the program, but his more focuses on that and calling a trophy a piece of metal and making sure he doesn't get his buddy Crane pissed off and basically make sure that he's, you know, Houston's favorite commissioner. Then he is about laying down the law and doing what's right and just. What what and don't sit here and give me this garbage about well it gets messed with the association nonsense. You take that risk, you take that chance, and it means bringing justice and equality into your sport. Make sure that this never happens, never happens again. You say if it ends up in a lockout or a strike, so be it. You'll get the fans respect to tell you that. Because if you're a commissioner, there should be two people you should be trying to please. The players and the fans. And you can tell the owners to, to bend over and kiss my you-know-what. If Bellinger and other players... That, are, that make up that association, want, them, want the players suspended, you know what? You get rid of the immunity crap, and you go and you suspend every last one of them. Because God knows they deserve it. Because they've shown no remorse for cheating whatsoever. Bottom line. Quick break, we're back. Astros think they slick. Correa. 
Trying to beat him out of a championship. They don't. They don't. They gonna get you tomorrow. They full of tricks, the Astros are. Welcome back to Amatelica TIS Podcast. It all depends how much slick the Houston Astros gonna get. They are slick. They are slick. They think they slick, but they are slick, boy. Let me tell you. Slick is there. I'm going to start referring to them. I don't know what. The Houston Asterisks, the Houston Frauds, or the Houston Slickstros. I don't know. I might put a poll up and see what name we're going to refer to them on this show. Slickstros, Asterisks, or Frauds. We'll see. I'll put that up on, uh, get that up on the Yamatelica TIA's uh, Twitter page. You can follow that on uh, the Twitter page at Amatel underscore it T I is and follow yours truly on Twitter at the J Shield. Uh get to this playoff format real quick. What I brought up last segment. It's absolutely stupid. Under the current thing, it's ten teams make the playoffs, three division winners, two wild card teams in each league. But under this new asinine proposal that Rob Manfred basically thinks would be good for the sport, not, you know, cutting down time, making sure the games take three hours and 45 minutes. No, 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 no. We're going to sit up here and ruin what I think next to football is one of the best playoff formats in the four out of the four major sports. We're going to sit up here and screw that up. Nothing more than money. That's all it is. Same thing with the NFL. Nothing more than money. But there's absolutely nothing wrong with the current playoff format. So we'll go from 10 teams to 14 teams. And we'll basically, you know, and we'll have a top seed basically getting a first round bye. Which, which is, a, the top seed gets the first round bye, which isn't terrible. But the part that really makes no sense is that they basically get to pick their opponent. Which is gimmicky and is and completely asinine. Okay, why 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 have that? A reality TV. This isn't the voice. This isn't uh, the, the leave the reality TV to the dopey networks that want to get the ratings. Okay, you are Major League Baseball. Sports is the ultimate reality TV program, and and. Yeah, and they say reality TV is scripted, which some of it is, some some of it is, some of it, some of it is not. But they say sports is the ultimate reality TV program. Why add why add something that you already have? Okay, sports is the ultimate reality. Why do you think people love reality TV so much? It's no coincidence why people can't get enough of the Chris Lees and Real Housewives and sports. That you you can see why. America loves reality television, and the ultimate perfect reality television is sports. Cause unscripted, because it's truly unscripted, and you never know what's coming. You never, you never know. So why add, why add an element that you already have? Who, who, who expected the Washington Nationals to go into Dodger Stadium? And take Kershaw deep twice in a row, and essentially steal, uh, and win it, and basically steal their first um, playoff series in franchise history. 
against against a team that pre that made it to the previous two World Series and won over a hundred games. Who expected that? And then who expected them to play the Astros who who and the Nationals had a disadvantage and came out and they said this, how they had to put in extra time to basically try to decode and to basically make it harder for the Astros to steal their signs. And they won over a hundred games and won their division and it's and it was their second World Series in three years. Who who expected the Nationals to do that? Who expected them? I know I know I didn't. I I think I think I had I think I had Washington. No no no. I think I had um I can go back and check, matter of fact. I think I had Washington and not what I keep saying Washington. I think I had um the Dodgers and the Yankees, I think I had in the postseason. Let me check and see. I got it in my notes somewhere. I just gotta, gotta find it. Stand by. I know I have it because I, I, I said right here on the show we had a postseason preview show and everything. I had I can't I can't find it, uh. But but the point is that I didn't even I didn't even I had the Nationals I think winning the wild card game and then losing and then losing to the Dodgers is is what is what I had it. I mean, no one in America expect unless you not I'm not even sure that uh, Nationals fans expected them expected them to make the run that they did. But it's the ultimate reality television. Why screw it up? To put some gimmicky asinine choose team, uh, please. So what? So the team that gets chosen has bulletin board material and basically plays the. No one wants that. Isn't it motivation enough that you're a team that wins eighty eight games, comes back from a wild card game, and plays the number one top seeded bad boys? Isn't that motivation enough? And the fact that I'm talking about the Nationals. And the fact that you hadn't won a playoffs, it's not the motivation is already there. You don't have to add into it. It's already there. You just don't. You don't have to make it known that there's drama or or bulletin board material there. It's already there, provided for you before before the activity begins. And why add fourteen teams? That's ne- ne- major league baseball has thirty teams. That's that's one team away from basically having half of your league in the postseason. Do do you guys see the see what happens with the NHL and the NBA? How especially in the NBA, the NBA playoff ratings in the quarterfinals and the semifinals they stink. The first two rounds they stink. That that they play in mid late April they stink. Cause no, cause nobody wants to see uh the the uh you know see see the see the Milwaukee Bucks go up against the uh, uh the Orlando Magic, in a, in a best of seven series. No one wants to see that. Or the or the Lakers go up against the uh, you know I gotta put up who's in the eight seed, but no one wants to see a one and eight seed in in a in a quarterfinals best of seven series. And and the NBA basically has like their their seventh and eighth seeds are basically hovering around five hundred. No one wants that. I don't I don't want a team to make the postseason that finished their season eighty eighty three and seventy nine. I I don't want that. 
or 81 and 81 or 82 or 82 and 80. I don't want that. I want the best of the best. I don't mind if an 85 and 88 or 87 or 89 team making it in as a wild card, but I don't want teams that are basically hovering around 500 that got lucky that they that they got lucky down the stretch in the regular season and made it in. And don't give me this crap. Well, it will provide excitement down down the stretch. You don't want to. You don't want to. Um, you don't want to generate something that comes natural. You know, Bullet, the bulletin board material stuff. You know, the reality TV element that you don't know what's next. The you you don't want to add what what should come natural. It should be authentic, original, out of, you know, out of left field. Excuse the pun. But it's, it shouldn't be a matter of, of, of creating something. It should come natural. It, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have to generate anything. It should be the drama, natural. The teams that feel underappreciated or overlooked or underrated, or disrespected, but the bulletin board material stuff. It should come natural. The drama within the postseason, natural. The only thing I don't mind is the first round bye. That's the only thing I don't mind. But making it from 10 to 14 and the reality TV stuff is stupid. And Trevor Bauer thinks the same way I think. And he's got a lot to say about everything, but I got. But he made some decent points, saying how the long layoff will throw teams off, especially in the sport of baseball. When you when it's about when you know you become when you've become accustomed of being in a rhythm essentially from February to October. You know you have playing a six month season. It isn't like football where you know where you play your games, on, you know, on the weekend. So and it's I I get that I get where Bauer's coming from and he's absolutely right, but it should come natural. I mean th- this scenario is is stupid. The only thing I don't mind is the buy, but expanding the team to about half the league makes it in is asinine because in case Rob Manfred and the and Major, Major League Baseball hasn't noticed that 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 make having more teams make it into your postseason doesn't fare well with uh, with the winter sports. You know the the NBA they had they got like three or four three out of the four sixteen teams that make the playoffs in the NBA they they are hovering around five hundred and if and some years you get lucky and it might be dead at five hundred or a game or two below. Okay, if you want to change up the postseason format, what you do is you have is what you do is that you. Put more emph- This is the one thing of the NBA that they should take because the NBA puts more emphasis on record as far as seeding rather than winning your division. That's what they should do. They shouldn't expand anything. What you do is that yeah, you win your division, but if you're a wild card team and you win, but if you're a wild card team and you won like a hundred, this is the same situation that happened with the Yankees a few years ago. If you're a wild card team and you win about a hundred games. And you're and you win your division, and there's a team that won their division and only won ninety three games. 
the team that won 100 should get bet should get the postseason benefits of the team that won 93. Makes sense. Like so something you know, put more emphasis on record in the seating rather than division and wild card. That's the and that's the thing I've been saying for like the past few years now. Put more emphasis on the record. So a hundred win team doesn't have to play a winner take all wild card game rather than the team that won that won ninety or eighty nine games that won their division they're they're home free to play a series while the team that busted their tail off to and base and came within oh so close to winning a division that won about a hundred and one games doesn't have to face that winner take all one playoff game and and you know and lose a and lose a uh, a gimmicky game to an 89 win team that makes sense take a break get to some other things involving in the world of sports right after this Welcome back to Metallica TIS podcast. Switching gears now, giving a little bit of a um, little, a little uh, canopia, potpourri of all the things that have been going on in the world of sports. Uh, first things first, Miles Garrett was reinstated uh, in the National Football League after he got finished serving his indefinite suspension punishment for basically trying to bash in. Mason Rudolph's head with the helmet in that fight that occurred back in November. He's reinstated. Now he's going on ESPN and media, everything else, trying to tell us that Mason Rudolph called him the N-word, which, uh, which I've, you know, I, I, I want to believe him and I want to be on his side, but logic takes over and I think, the, and I say to myself, well, hold on now. And the way, the way the world is today now, don't give me, now, let me, anyone that calls someone, you know, anyone that's called someone the N-word, you know, calls black person the N-word, deserves to have their head bashed in with the helmet, and a lot of other things too, in my honest opinion, but, I mean, can, but also at the same time, this world is, is the world today has become very, poli- very politically correct and sensitive, not saying that you, that you shouldn't, like, you know that you shouldn't take offense when a black you know as if you're a black person when someone white calls you the n-word but 
in today's culture and today in in today's society, you would think that if Mason Rudolph really did call them the N word with all the technology that goes into when they when they uh, when the networks televise these NFL games, you would think. I mean, they Fox has has the microphones, NFL Network because it was a Thursday night game. Fox did the game. And NFL films, you would think that there would at least be some camera, whether it be a phone or you know any of those three media entities. You would think there would be one microphone that would have picked up and would have heard Mason Rudolph call him that, but there wasn't. Nor was there any player that went to the commissioner's office and said, "Hey, I heard him. He 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 did say this." You you didn't you haven't you haven't heard that. You haven't heard that. So how am I supposed to believe Miles Garrett when he when he tried to basically decapitate Mason Rudolph and he said he called him the N word when 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 the players on both sides didn't hear so and no microphone on the field picked it up. I I know Mason Rudolph called him a B word. I, I can read lips. I say in slow motion. I, I know he called him that. But N word, eh, eh, eh. I mean, and all, and and Mace Rudolph also is playing for a black head coach. So, you, so you'd really think, you really think that he'd kind of like jeopardize his his life and his career and his job to call my when he ha, when he has a black head coach. That that's I'm sorry. I mean, I, it, I'm all for I'm all for standing up for black people and 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 standing up with my fellow black brethren when it comes to racism and stuff like that. I'm all for that. I'll be against that. I'll be standing for my black brethren till the day I die when it comes to stuff like that. But with this issue, I I, I find it hard to believe when he's when he's playing for a black head coach. He he's Mason Rudolph is no Terry Bradshaw, and no can and no microphones on the field picked it up, and none of the players have said anything to the commissioner. I mean, I, I find that hard to believe myself. I feel like I feel like Miles Garrett is just looking for some some uh, pity party or some brownie points to to basically justify his uh, heinous action. That 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 that's all it is. In my opinion, I mean, when he when he told Minor Kimes of ESPN on Outside the Lines a few weeks ago, I mean, he started laughing and smiling and looking. Him. He 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 does not he does not look believable in this sense by any stretch of the imagination. That's item number one. Item number two: the NFL also. I told I told you earlier in the program that they have their own little playoff. Uh, new format. They want to expand their teams. They basically want to expand their. Uh, teams to uh, they want to add a seventh seed in each league, which again I find stupid, because you, and and only one team have the first round by the top seed, which doesn't which isn't fair to number two seed that basically worked their tails off all season long and might have come within a hair of getting it by. So uh, I I'm so I'm thir- I just like I am the MLB I'm thoroughly against this one. Again, you don't want to cheapen your product. I love the NBA and the NHL by including more teams into your postseason. You cheap you cheapen the product, especially of a 16 game regular season. You 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 cheapen the product when you do that. Yeah, when you play when you play such when you're the only uh, league and you're the only sport that plays a select 
a very select few minimum amount of games in your season. You cheapen the product when you do that. I don't want 17. I don't want 14 teams in the postseason. Again, 32. That's nearly half your team in the postseason. Cheapens the product. It waters down the value and the uh, it waters down the value of your regular season. Waters down the value of your uh, playoffs. Which again, like I said, next to baseball, they next to baseball football as one of the best playoff formats going out of the four major sports. You ruin it when you do that. I don't like the idea that only the one seed gets to buy, the two seeds should get to buy too. Uh, I'm 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 against it. It's stupid. It's asinine. And and good job to uh and sh- good job and shout out to the players that um that uh sp- that spoke out against this dopey that spoke out against this dopey proposal. That's um that's essentially been um thrown in to the ties of, of the uh of the new CBA that that the players are going to be discussing, and I could care less if the if they if you know they try to throw the players a bone and are going to basically stop decriminalizing players for smoking weed because you know what in my in my opinion it ain't worth it have these players have these players play extra basically and this also includes playing a 17 game regular season which also is asinine stupid and makes no sense so the play, so I applaud the players for basically putting their foot down and basically standing standing up to this nonsense because I tell you they they should not they should not give the owners the league the Roger they shouldn't give them an inch no, the seat the NFL season format is perfect, right where it is. They tried the seventeen game crap four back in the early nineties, and it blew up in their face. What think? What makes you think it's going to work now? Don't expand the teams in the playoffs. Okay, no, no playoff expansion. Keep it the same. Eight, twelve teams, twelve teams total, six in each. First two teams have the bye. Sixteen game regular season. Stop changing crap and change and and upset the golden goose. And 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 chain and fixing what isn't broke because because you owners and the league are bloodthirsty for money and basically could give a crap about the fans that have to pay for the extra tickets and the ticket prices and PSLs and parking and all that nonsense as well as the poor players that not well not poor players just going to get they're getting paid millions of dollars but the players that have to go through the extra mile and bust their hump to to play an extra game and then basically have to stop. 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 Aubrey Huff will not be invited to um to uh the net to the San Francisco Giants ten year reunion this year because and listen, I'm not a I can't stand Donald Trump as far as I can throw him. Now that I'm not a liberal, I'm not a Democrat, I'm an independent. But I can't stand Donald Trump as as far as I can throw him. I can't. I, can't, I hate everything he stands for. I hate it. You know. He. I. I. I can't take him. I can't, All things being considered, but it's a joke that that the, the Giants won't invite Aubrey Huff back to their ten year year reunion because basically he's exercising his First Amendment right and basically exercising his constitutional rights to support the politician or the president that he likes and that he supports. It is his tw- is he off his rocker with his tweets and his and his views? Absolutely. I mean, all right, but but if you're but if you but at the same time if you're really if you're really taking a former MLB player's tweets on politics and stuff like that, if you're really taking them seriously, you you got to find something else better to do. Because in the same breath, 
who in the hell gives a crap about what Aubrey Huff thinks about the world? And and, and does his tweets really really matter? Really? He he's not he's not in public office. He's not running for president. He's not in a position of power. He's he's a regular he's a regular everyday private citizen like you and me. No one in America gives a crap about what Aubrey Huff thinks of the world and and and, th- and thinks about Donald Trump. I'm not I'm not interested. Nor should you be interested. That's his own. That's his constitutional right to think, to think the way he thinks and to support the person that he supports. Don't take it away from him. Because, uh, again, I can't stand Donald Trump as far as I can throw him. And some, not all, but some of his supporters can be very, can be a little off their rocker, I got to admit. Not all, but some. A, a, good, a good amount of some of his supporters can be, uh, can be a little, you know, be a little cuckoo. Not, not, not all. Not all. Don't, don't start blitzing my Twitter page and everything else. Uh, you know, there, there's a fair share of Trump supporters that I know that are good people and are great, are great human beings and are and are overall nice, uh, and are overall nice, God fearing people. Don't get me wrong. But then, at the, in the same breath, there are quite a few Trump supporters that are off their rocker and uh, and are a bit uh, cuckoo or unstable upstairs. I got it. I got to be honest. I got caught like we see it, but but this is a joke. Constitutional right to support who he wants to support, and to voice his opinion of what's going on in the world. And because it's basically against the liberal thinking of the folks up in San Francisco and California, that we basically can't invite him to the reunion when he was a vital, vital, vital component of their 2010 championship team. Again, unless he was calling. Unless he was, you know, spewing a ra- racial, ethnic, or ho- unless he was spewing racial or ethnic slurs, you know, in, in his in his tweets, which he which he was not. But unless he was doing that, I can I can understand that. But but he wasn't. Is he is he a bit, is is he a bit cuckoo and a bit erratic with his tweets? Absolutely. But let, but let's call it like we see it. The guy. Let's call it like we see it. The guy hit two ninety, had the guy hit two ninety, had eighty six RBIs and twenty six home runs in in the regular season that they won the World Series, and and invite him back, huh? Invite him back. That 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 that's a joke. Okay, what what Aubrey Huff did on the field ten years ago should not correlate or have any relation to what Aubrey Huff is tweeting and talking about in two thousand in two thousand twenty ten years later. That that's ridiculous. That 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 that's a joke, and 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 the Giants should be ashamed of themselves for for doing so. That that that's ridiculous. And and invite invite them back, okay? That they they basically worship and basically bow down the Barry Bonds, who did a lot worse, way lot worse, uh, did a whole heck of a lot worse. To the game of baseball, he 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 cheated and 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 tarnished the integrity of the sport as well as the record books. They're far more worse. They're far worse things to tarnish the game of baseball and to ruin and to ruin the sport than Aubrey Huff did. Okay, not 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 to mention Barry Bonds never won none, never won a, a championship. Giants Giants never won a championship with him. Aubrey Huff, vital component to the two thousand and ten championship team, invite him back.
It's a joke. Last thing. NBA, get to some NBA um, items here. I haven't talked talk much NBA, but the later we get in, as the uh, calendar will turn to the springtime, they're going to be talking about plenty of NBA, so why not start now? Uh, Milwaukee, top seed in the East, 48-8. and eight, uh, Six and a half games above Toronto, who is 42-15, and 15, the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. Boston lost an absolute nail-biter thriller to the Lakers uh, on Saturday afternoon. to get to them in a minute. They're nine games behind Milwaukee. Miami Heat with a job. Pat Riley and Spolstra have done down in South Beach. They're 36-20 and 20 with the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Philadelphia can't get out of there on the way. I'll get to them in a minute. They're the fifth seed. They're 35-22 and 22 and got absolutely rattled and railroaded by Milwaukee on Saturday night. Indiana with the sixth seed, 33-24. and 24. And This is what I talked about earlier in the program with the NBA basically letting half of its league in, and you have the seven and eight seed that are you know around 500 and below. Brooklyn, 26-29. and 29, No more Kyrie Irving for the rest of the season. They're the seventh seed. Orlando, eighth seed, 24-32. and 32. So if the season were to end right now, you'd have two teams making the playoffs with a sub-500 record. That ain't good. I'm sorry. Eastern Conference has one. Has a, you know, Eastern Conference, they have the best team in basketball. And in their last two playoff seeds are, are you know, are a sub-500, yet the best team in the conference is the best team in the NBA at 48-8. and eight. That has been unstoppable with Giannis and everybody else. Told you the Lakers won the thriller the other night. They're 43-12, and 12, five games ahead of Denver, who has a two-seed at 39-18. and 18. Clippers have the three at 37-19, and 19, six and a half. Houston, fourth seed, 36 and 27 and a half, tied with Utah, who's 36 and 20. OKC's done a decent job. They are 35 and 22. Dallas with uh, Luka Doncic, that's how you pronounce his name, right? Luka Doncic, uh, 34 and 23. And Memphis at 28 28 at 500 with the eighth seed uh, in the Western Conference. Uh, and with New Orleans and Zion at 25-32, and 32, who's currently sitting in the number 10 spot, a few spots behind Memphis for the 8th seed. Uh, get to some games. Uh, I told you Saturday that, uh, that Milwaukee basically took the 76ers to town as they blew them out 119-98. Uh, Giannis had, set, had 31 points. Had, Giannis had 31 points. Uh, 17 rebounds, eight assists, and a block in the game. Uh, Middle Middleton, a small forward partner in crime, he had um, 25 points, nine rebounds, and two assists. And Eric Bledsoe, the point guard, at 12 points. I mean, in Philadelphia. Oh my goodness! What I, I'm gonna have to start devoting time to the 76ers because every single time I turn around, I'm reading in the papers on Twitter, and I saw the game start to finish Saturday night. Can the Philadelphia 76ers get it together, please? Can they can they get it together and quit farting around with their thumb up their iPods and losing games? Can can they can they stop doing that? Joel Embiid, who is a center who could be one of the top five players in the sport right now, I'm not, he can't play back to back. He's hurt. He's this. He's that. After he basically cried like a baby to his girlfriend 
after Kawhi Leonard basically sent him, or not basically, but after Kawhi Leonard sent him home on Mother's Day last year, he wept like a three-year-old who needed his diaper, or excuse me, weeped like a two-year-old needing his diaper changed. For he, he cried and bawled his and bawled his uh bawled his face out, you know, after Kawhi Leonard ended his dreams of winning a championship on Mother's Day last year. You know, and all I heard was going to get revenge and, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to improve. And I, every single time I turn around, I, I see the 76 getting blown out by these superior teams that they should be able to run with and or and or blowing double-digit leads. Ben, ben Simmons, is, who's a point guard who can't shoot, he stinks. Played for you know he let in went up for a layup and was like a forty five year old man and threw his back out and wasn't seen for the rest of the night. Played four minutes, had five points, two rebounds and an assist. Joel Embiid plays twenty nine minutes, second most to Tobias Harris, who was power forward. Joel Embiid only seventeen points, eleven points, four four uh, seventeen points, eleven rebounds, four assists. I mean, goodness gracious, can the uh, 76ers get it together, please? Okay, you are a team that's supposed to be one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. No LeBron James, no Kevin Durant playing, nor Kyrie Irving for that matter. You, It's basically you and the Bucks. You and the Bucks. Are, are supposed to be are supposed to be duking it out to to see if you can find you the Bucks and the Celtics are are the three things that's going to be duking it out for to um uh, to make the finals come June out of the East. You got no LeBron to worry about, Kyrie with a bad shoulder shut down for the rest of the season, and no Kevin Durant for this season. Okay, so it, and and LeBron's out west. Okay, no excuses. You got Embiid and you got Simmons. And I got Ben Simmons. Everyone wants to sit up here and make it, make it seem like that Ben that Ben Simmons is the second coming to to Allen Iverson, which he is not. Can't shoot. Been in the league for how many years and can't develop a decent jump shot. And Joel Embiid, who's a big man, who's supposed to who's supposed to you know who I hear is supposed to be uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who has the potential and has the uh, skill power and the assets and the attributes and the archetypes to be one of the best big men and one of the best players in the NBA, and he can't get out of his own way. Sixers got to get it together if they if they expect to make a deep playoff run, because that because that performance on on uh, on uh, Saturday night was abysmal. It was abysmal. Yes, uh, Sunday's matchup, Lakers and the Celtics, what a throw. One of the best regular season games I've seen all year. Uh, LeBron James, 29 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. But Anthony Davis, what a job. 32 points, 13 rebounds, 3 assists in the game. Kyle Kuzma was bad with 16 points, 4 rebounds as well. Uh, Gordon Gordon Hayward. 10 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists. Jason Tatum won a performance, in a, in, even though it came up short in a loss, but he had a phenomenal p- performance himself with 41 points, 5 rebounds, and 2 assists. Would like to see Celtics and Lakers in the NBA Finals, especially with all the with the Kobe stuff and Bill Russell play, paying tribute to the Lakers and paying tribute to Kobe wearing a, wearing a Kobe jersey, you know, sitting courtside at the game. I would really love... For a Lakers Celtics seven game finals come June, and the rest of you out there who love basketball, and 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 or a Lakers or a Celtics fan would love it and, and would appreciate it. 
one of the all-time rivalries in sports. Lakers-Celtics. It's the NBA's Dodgers and Yankees. Great rivalry. Would love to see these two match up in the finals. Wish they haven't done, ironically, in 10 years when Kobe last won a championship for the City of Angels in Los Angeles. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Amatelic and TIS podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Glad to be back in the shop. Talking to you guys. Love doing it. Um, I'll be back this weekend. Hopefully there's uh, plenty of things to talk about in the world of sports. To the point where I don't have to take a week off. Because I'm bored stiff. Nothing to talk about. Um, I don't know. I might recap some movies that I saw last couple weeks. I don't know. We'll see what, uh, we'll see what the uh, sports world uh, holds for us. But for Jai Shields, subscribe if you're new to the program. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore it T-I-S. Follow yours truly on Twitter at the J Shield. It's Jai Shields. You've been listening to, uh, to another episode of Amatel like a T-I-S podcast. Talk to you later. <laughs>